Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hello, hello. It's episode 83, and today we are um, on with another love romance episode. Um, just in time for February, the month of love. <laughs> Except we're talking about breakups today. Um, as you may have heard in our last episode, two out of three of us have recently <laughs> gone uh, through a breakup. So we're going to share our thoughts on breakups and um, I guess a bit of, a, of our own personal experiences. Um, but before that, let's get into our weekly recap. So, Linda, how was your week? I mean, what did I do last week? <laughs> Uh, climbing? <laughs> yeah. Um, did some uh, redacted activity. What else did I do? Oh, on Thursday, um, Carl and I went to Trader Joe's in the middle of the day and then got empanadas. And it felt like I wasn't even at work. And throughout the <laughs> whole thing, I was like checking my phone. I was like, oh, what if something happens? And then no pings, <laughs> no emails. It's like, they don't even need me, which is, I don't know how I feel. Well, yeah, but it's been really low stress at work recently. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I feel like my life is like a cycle. <laughs> you say that every week. It's true. Am I gonna exciting? <laughs> what is exciting? Well, this I is guess- so exciting. We're planning a Lunar New Year's, well, we're throwing a Lunar New Year's party mm-hmm. today, right yeah. after recording this episode. Okay, so setting the scene, mm-hmm. we're all in Ming's room, mm-hmm. recording um, in person. Yeah, so we're all together for the first time in a while, and we just finished decorating things downstairs with, like, lanterns and, like, the red banner and things like that. So, really excited for tonight. We're going to make dumplings and celebrate the new year, which was February 1st? or Mon- mm-hmm. Was that Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all? I feel like we're like milking her <laughs> for content. I, I'm dried up. <laughs> okay, uh, I can take it from here because uh, my work week has been very busy. It's like the opposite of Linda's, where I think this is the busiest I've been in a while. Where I, like, even eating lunch, I have to eat really quickly, uh, just because a lot of projects are coming together. And it was like the end of a month, start of a new month, and a bunch of reporting had to be done, and then activity on the hill and stuff like that. So. It sounds really impressive, but it's literally just me coming up with tweets. Uh, but it's like, like high pressure, I guess. And um, I had my performance review mm-hmm. on Monday, which I was kind of nervous about and like not prepared for. Like when they ask you, "Oh, what do you want to grow in this year?" and like, "How do you think you did?" and um, but my boss was super sweet about it, and so I think I did well in the review, and that might show financially in a few weeks. Uh, besides that and besides climbing I guess since I can't mention climbing um, on Monday Carlos and I went on a little roommate date to the Kennedy Center we got to see uh, Carlos is really the main character of he really is <laughs> I mean he likes to think he's the main character and I guess that means he is um, and so we went to the Kennedy Center saw the the lights and um, ate at this I don't know Chinese like Thai restaurant and then we, it was like a Georgetown restaurant, so it was really pricey and like not that much food. So on our way back, we ordered more food <laughs> <laughs> for 
from Uber Eats. We ordered like some to your, uh, dumplings to your and takeout. Yeah, to our house. <laughs> so we meet you and bubble tea. And so when we arrived, we had <laughs> more dinner part two. Wow. But it was really nice because I mean, you guys were at home with your family for the new year. Everyone was kind of spread out, and then it was just Carlos and I, kind of like, okay, let's do something, but like just as like a friend thing instead of family, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, it was fun to get out. I don't really go down to Georgetown that often, so it was a nice excursion. Oh, we went to Vincent's. That was within the week. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It was last week, last Thursday. Okay, yeah. So we went to Vincent and Jen. Since they're nearby. Yeah. The Our good neighbors. Are, are within our same zip code. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent made beef noodle soup. Yeah, so good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm cooking it for He was so stressed. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out really good. Like, I haven't had beef noodle soup since... Jumbo Jumbo or Taiwan, mm-hmm. something like that. Was that on par with Jumbo Jumbo? It's better than Jumbo Jumbo. Ooh. It, re- it was really good. Like, the flavor and the texture of the meat. Mm-hmm. So succulent. <laughs> <laughs> Made with Vincent's love. Yeah, and it was, exactly. it was nice to see, like, another place in Petworth, because I've seen Linda's and obviously mine. So, like, I was just, like, looking around their place. Mm-hmm. We got a room tour and stuff, so. It was nice. Yeah. Sally, what have you been up to? Mmm... Had a few like social activities over the weekend too. I saw Vincent's place as well, but I was hanging out with Jen, All right. like the roommate, and we went to Makan, which was the Malaysian place in the same neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, and it had we had this like well, Jen ordered this alcoholic milk tea drink, but Ooh. it tasted really good, like legit milk tea that you would get at bubble tea shops, and you could barely taste alcohol. So I want to try re- recreating Ooh. that sometime. Um, and then on Saturday, I had a brunch with Kevin's brother and his sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Also, we went to Bethesda, and it's like a pretty bougie area. I guess it's more like downtown Bethesda. They have a lot of shops. There's a main well opening up there. Oh. So, you know, we're going to make a trip again later on. Um, and there was like a bunch of like just cute shops. It was a cafe in a plant shop. So, like, the whole vibes were really cute. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Is that? No, it's called Terrain Cafe. Terrain. It was right next to Tate. Oh. Which we went, I went this to later. This infamous Tate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all these, like, cute little cafes, coffee mm-hmm. shops. And they also had, uh, what's called Phil's Coffee? Mm. The one with the mojito Mo- coffee? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I, I got it afterwards because <laughs> I had to. Anyways. Um, I think Sally's the main character. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, uh, we also went to the the Kennedy Center Lantern mm-hmm. thing with Kevin. Then had dinner at my family's house. And we had this, like surf and turf feast which is oh. my dad's signature he loves doing surf and turf like seafood and then snake um and that was good is kevin getting along was... well now with family or in you yeah with his? yeah yeah i think so mm-hmm. his mom the same day like i ate lunch at his house mm-hmm. and his mom was there making these uh sesame balls Ooh. and they were really good they were like Ooh. the fried sesame balls <laughs> yeah. um and then she made two versions one of them was sweet and the other one was salty so i was asking her about that that was Aww. cool. Um, oh, yeah. This week was interesting at work because we were looking for my replacement since I know I'm going to grad school. Well, also, I got into another grad Yay. school. <laughs> so yeah, that's another news. I have another option. Um, but the Monday and Tuesday, both uh, I had an interview with the possible candidates. And um, I think we might offer the position to the second guy. And, surprise, he is from PG County, oh. which is our local area. Where did he go to high school? He went school? to Flowers High School. Oh, okay. So, 
yeah, if he takes, if he ends up being my replacement, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I seemed eager to learn. How was and it being on the other side of the interview? It's very like it's very interesting looking mm-hmm. at like from an outsider's view. I wasn't really like asking all the interview questions because I'm just there to like observe and give my input later on. So I was just like kind of um, like removed from the situation and just observing. And it's like kind of weird seeing people get anxious over mm-hmm. interview questions too because I'm like. I want to tell them, like, calm down, it's fine, like, it's not that serious, but also, I don't know, I feel like it's nice that they're taking it seriously. Um, Yeah, overall, it was a fun experience, I think, um, interviewing people and, like, judging the application, (laughs) like, reading their cover letters and stuff like that. And um, the rest of the week, I took it kind of chill, and I took today off which is friday mm-hmm. to host that our lunar new year party so i've been i've had a pretty good week i a guess good week all around yeah. so it's only the second episode of the season and we're already getting into breakups and relationships so i guess we're kicking off the season with a bang uh i guess it's because it's been on our mind recently uh as linda and i have gone through it fairly recently linda more so than i have but It is kind of a moment in our lives that I think is nice to reflect on because we grow and learn from it. So we're going to talk about breakups. And I guess the best place to start is how do you even know when it's time to break up? So I think we all have different answers depending on the person in the relationship. But um, is there any general flags that you see that you know it's okay, it's time? Or um, can you predict when it's time to break up? And how do you know when it's the right decision? I think is something that I have reflected on a lot. So... Uh, Linda, <laughs> you were the one to <laughs> mostly sit and make up. So, I don't know. How do you know when it's time? And you can get into specifics or you can talk broadly, I guess. Because we don't want to, like, dig too deep into someone else's personal, like, our partner or ex-partners, I should say. <laughs> but, yeah, how would you know? I guess one thing we all have in common is that we were the ones to break up with another person and true. not the ones being broken up with. So, I think that's why we're even kind of talking about this because we have that experience because I wouldn't know how to answer if it was like how to deal with getting broken mm-hmm. up with so well I bring, I think that brings up another question that a lot of people ask is like oh I want this breakup to be mutual but like mm-hmm. can a breakup truly be mutual like because when I broke up with Stefan you see I'm saying I broke up with him yeah <laughs> at the time I thought like oh this is a mutual decision mm-hmm. but then like months later I'm like no I, I broke up with him so, like, can a breakup be really mutual? Um, depends on what you define as mutual. Like, if you both agree that it's the best decision to break up, then it could be one def- definition of mutual. But if your definition of, like, whether it's mutual or not, is, like, whether one person is over the other person and then one person's still, like, invested in the mm. relationship, then it's not really that, like, even mm-hmm. like, um, even investment into the re- relationship, I guess. Yeah. Um. Which I think that's kind of what happened to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were the ones that, like, kind of fell out of the relationship. We were, like, not feeling it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then our partners were the ones that had to just accept it. Because it's hard for any two people to, f- like, always align. Yeah. Like, at the same time, feel the same exact way. So it is kind of inevitable, inevitable that one of us will be, like, the one to feel less affection or love. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) That's something that I've thought about because before I broke up, this was my first breakup, and I was always like, oh, like, 
people have mutual breakups, like, and no one gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But that's so not true. I think you get hurt either way. Even if you're the break-upper or the break-up E, <laughs> both of you get hurt in some yeah. ways. Mm, yeah. So I guess it's kind of hard to be like, how do you get over a breakup? Because I feel like I can't really do that because I wasn't really the victim Mm. in this scenario and I think both of my long-term relationships I was the one to break up with the other person so I guess we're more qualified to answer this like how do you know when Mm -hmm. it's time to break up like the first time it got more I guess like it was worse than the second time because I think I learned from that time to not wait until it was horrible Mm. to start the process Mm -hmm. of breaking up like once you know you kind of can accept it easier. It's like breaking up in anticipation mm. for things to go bad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, mine, because it was my first time, it, like, didn't get to the point where it was bad, but you all know that we've, like, broke up, like, two or three times before. <laughs> we broke up in quotation marks where we would, like, have a conversation. It'd end with one of us or most of the time me being like, okay, then like, let's break up or take a break or Mm -hmm. whatever. And this happened. And then we would like be like, oh no, we miss each other. Or like, Mm -hmm. let's get back together. So it happened like three times. So what made this breakup more permanent, I guess? I think it was my pride, honestly. Well, not all of it, but like part of it is like, how are we having, and this is what I said to him during the conversation. It was like, how are we having the same exact conversation for the third time in less than, I don't know, a few months? Like this is kind of embarrassing. And like, obviously... Like, if it keeps coming up, Mm -hmm. and we think we're addressing it, and we're still not. So, there must be something to it. And then I'm also the type of person that's, like, um, I don't know. I like to, like, you know, there's, like, the fight or flight instincts. I think his was much more, he wanted to fight for the relationship. And he was, like, okay, I'm willing to, like, put in the work, and we can figure this out. And then he was, like, but are you? Mm -hmm. And then, like, when he asked me that, I was, like, I kind of just want to flee away from the situation and be, like, done with it. And at this time, like, the third time we're having this conversation, like, I'm done. Like, I don't feel like fighting for it anymore. So I think for me, it was a very obvious, like, I knew when it was time to break up at that third time. But, like, the first few times, like, I obviously didn't know. Yeah. Right? I didn't trust what I was saying. I went back on it. I remember, uh, like, calling or texting Sally, like, (laughs) in the middle of the night, being like, we just broke up and I miss him already. Like, I I made a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, Sally was like, go back so yeah what about you sally Mm, i think for me my like past situation was kind of similar to yours where i wasn't like it was very obvious i wasn't putting in the same amount of effort into Mm -hmm. the relationship i wasn't like asking how he was but that was because every time i asked him like how is how's it going like how's your day he would just say the same like he also i felt like he wasn't like giving me anything to work with Mm. and this is like for some context this is during the beginning of the pandemic when we weren't seeing each other and um like nothing was happening so i don't know i just didn't really feel stimulated by the relationship and i wasn't putting in work to like care about him Mm -hmm. um and then he was like can you just like muster up another (laughs) like a more a single ounce of like care for me i'm like no i can't (laughs) i mean it is sad when like your partner has to ask yeah. to be loved or shown affection. Like, that is a, a pretty clear sign. That's a sign, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And when it feels like a chore to call them or, mm-hmm. like, to ask about them, mm-hmm. then that's kind of how I knew that I wasn't, like, well, first of all, I didn't really want to be in a relationship at that point, and then I didn't care enough for that person to be mm-hmm. in one, so. Mm-hmm. So did they know that the breakup was coming? Like, I or think were they so. Surprised? He was like, 
just put me out of my misery. Oh, just tell gosh. me if you love me. <laughs> okay, he was like kind of a dramatic person, but <laughs> yeah, that was a lot for me. And I felt bad. I think kind of like what you're saying, I didn't want to hurt him. But mm. at the same time, like staying, choosing to stay in a relationship when I didn't want to be in one was also like kind of hurting him at the same yeah. time. So I think it was better to have cut it off earlier than later. And I think that does come with mi- experience and I guess just general maturity of realizing that s- sometimes it is best to like end it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of drawing it out, you are hurting them and yourself. But it's like, especially for my first time, it was like the thought of like hurting this person, like in a really like rip off the bandaid kind of mm-hmm. way was way more scary than just like, oh, like, I'll text you back later. We'll call later. Like, you know, I'm still with this person. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, mentally, I was focused on my friends, on DC, on Mm -hmm. the job. And, like, he wasn't a priority anymore. Yeah. And so that's not fair to keep someone when they're not a priority to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Linda, did you think your partners expected it? Your ex-partners anticipated it at all? Or was it a shock? I think they kind of anticipated it. Like, you don't break up for no reason. There has to have been some issues. And I guess in my experience, like, the same issues don't really go away. Like, mm-hmm. in the beginning, you might tolerate it mm-hmm. a bit more. But when you start, like, going through life together, it becomes, like, something you can't get past. Which is so weird to think about. Like, the same reality was still there, but you were just mm-hmm. feeling differently about it. So I guess that was kind of a surprise to them because nothing really had changed. Like, just the way I felt mm, had changed. tolerance. Mm, yeah, my tolerance, I guess. And also, like, my capacity to, like, bring energy to it. Because mm-hmm. I think it was similar to what your exes were like. They were like, oh, can't you, like, do more? Like, are you going to fight for us <laughs> and all this stuff? And then I'm like, I don't get fighting for, like, a relationship. Like, you're just fighting each other. Yeah. Like, I, would, I don't want to be the one to, like, ask for something that isn't going to happen. So I guess I was like, why are, it's like, is it a masochistic thing mm. to, I guess, want to stay with someone who is obviously not putting in the amount of effort that you deserve or, mm-hmm. like, your ex deserves? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there was, like, a final straw that broke the camel's back for both of you? Or was it more just a gradual realization over time Mm, I think for me it's like a personal like realization over time Mm. Um, not really anything that they did on their end it's just like maybe my difference in my state of mind or Mm -hmm. my situation like I guess for me it was like when I moved to Frederick kind of similar when you moved to DC it is a time of change Um, yeah Yeah. time of change new job Mm -hmm. um, new like living arrangement too and yeah like my schedule was different I didn't have that much time to be in a relationship at that time um, I, was, I guess I was focused on my work or whatever was going on in my life at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Linda? Like a, mm-hmm. a straw, like a moment where you're like, okay, let's break. Like I need to break out with this person or because, okay, not to share. I, I We could share a little bit, I guess. But when we were walking back together, you brought up like, I think I might be like ready to mm-hmm. break out with this person. And yeah. To me, that was like came out of nowhere because you hadn't been like sharing too much mm-hmm. of your thought process. But for you, was that like a moment of realization or like a long thought that had been processing in your mind? I think it was kind of a long thought, but that was like the first time I had like spoken it mm. out loud. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I talk about how I feel I don't really process with other people like even with you guys I feel like I just announced a decision yeah (laughs) Yeah. you do (laughs) 
And it's not really like the process of like me deciding. Like people, I feel like, aren't really getting insight into that. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why people might have felt surprised because I don't really bring things up. Like I felt like all of these things, it's like maybe we can change this or that. But I guess when things were ending, I phrase it like I don't want the other person to change for me because the way they are is like fine. So Mm -hmm. that's why it has to end because I would only be happy if something were to change from them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not going to ask someone to, you know, cater or like be so accommodating that they wouldn't be the same. Mm. I want to ask a question that you asked me um, when I first started dating, but did you see the problems that like made you break up? Did you see those problems early on in a relationship Mm. or is this something that came up later? Is this something that was like kind of constant, but you just like dealt with it? I think for me, it was more like, in the current stage of our life, like, he was the ideal partner. Like, we got along great. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any major arguments. Nothing about him really bothered me. Like, like everyone has a few annoyances, but nothing that would ever spark a breakup. But there were things here and there that was, like, long-term, like, super long-term, like, marriage long-term. I don't know. I They were always kind of, like, in the back of my mind being, mm. like, this is not ideal situation. Like, ideally, I would, like to feel this certain way about, you know, some pretty big things in life with him. And um, so I think that is like what came up towards the end where I was thinking like, this person is really worth it. But like, I keep having these thoughts that like, are they exactly right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was from the start. It more came up gradually where Mm -hmm. I was realizing things like some of my interactions um, with him and like, people in his life I was just like I'm not sure if this is the best fit but for the time of my life I was good so to answer your question I think I think no mm-hmm. like I think he was great for this time of my life which is something we can discuss later on like your mental state of like where you are in your life your situation but yeah Linda mm-hmm. I guess same thing like your priorities change mm-hmm. so what might not have been a problem before was a problem like later on mm-hmm. because I think during the time when we were breaking up, like moving to a new city or like graduating from college, um, and those were like changes in priorities, mm-hmm. I guess. But also, I'm curious, like if the type of person you would date has changed after breaking up mm-hmm. with an ex. Like, were some things that you wouldn't, I guess, go for, or something that you would value more after going through the experience. Mm, like if you were in this current situation um would you even consider dating your ex in your current state oh boy (laughs) that's a big question like if you just met right now if i would be like hmm or let me talk to them i think yes but for steph and i it was more of like the situation of me moving and him moving was the catalyst for these discussions Mm -hmm. right and so it would have been fine, honestly. I think if we had, like, been lo- not long distance, we wouldn't have broken up for a bit longer. Eventually, we probably would have because of those, like, long-term things mm-hmm. I was talking about. But, like, I don't think it was more of just, like, him and me in our, like, current state. It was literally the physical location of it that is what made, prompted the breakup. So, honestly, if he was around, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but that's also hard to say because... 
he has changed, right? Yeah, it's true. Like they're not constant either. Right. We're always changing. So it's hard to be like in this moment, if we like froze time, would we date them? Maybe for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you go for like the same type of person. I think my type has not changed really. (laughs) I mean, you guys are on the external. Maybe you could tell me if my type has changed. (laughs) But I mean, the 29-year-old was pretty similar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow, you really put me on blast. Um, yeah, I think type-wise is pretty consistent, but it's more just, like, situation-wise. Like, he's just not here. Okay. Linda. Hmm? What do you... Like, my most recent? I don't know. Either one. Either one. I might... Okay, right now, I might go back to my first... Oh, X, that really? Type of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, because they were both so different. Like, yeah. after my most recent breakup, I was, like, oscillating between, like, mm. going like going after someone who was kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of what I was experiencing. Which are, There are more opposites than just, like, those Wait, two. That's interesting, but, though, because I have heard that sometimes when you break up with someone... And you're, like, completely over that person. You go for the exact opposite, like, mm. of characteristics mm. or physical traits, whatever. And you, like, go in the opposite range. And you feel like you've done that? Or you did do that? I feel like I'm... Right now, I might do that. Like, when I was going on that date on Friday, it mm. was a very different type mm. of mm-hmm. person. But then I was like, this feels so, like, rash <laughs> and weird. Mm-hmm. I feel the opposite. I don't. I don't think I've gone for someone completely opposite, but maybe just more, like vertically okay. like 6'2 no okay not literally <laughs> vertically I mean like when you think of like horizontally they can be completely different I meant vertically like in terms of maturity like they're still pretty similar in terms of personality but maybe just like a little mm-hmm. I don't want to say elevated older that's vertical okay <laughs> same personality but like a little more grown advanced 29 <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Sally <laughs> <laughs> we need to delete that. <laughs> Sally. Um, well, not... I don't think I would ever get back with my ex, but maybe, like, hypothetically, if I had, like, more people that I used to date, I would... Like, I kind of see how, like, Linda, you, like, would oscillate back to, like, a different type. I think I am the type where I would... Not exactly... I wouldn't want to date, like, the complete opposite of the person I was dating before. But I'd try to find something a little different to, like, switch it up or, like, explore different types of people. I have a question for you. Since you're the only one currently in a relationship, do you feel like Kevin is, like, super opposite from your ex? Moderately so? Or, like, you know, like, when you thought of Kevin when you first met him, were you like, wow, this man is very different from my ex? He's very different from my ex, okay. but not like opposite, like not that extreme, but he's very different. Mm. <laughs> like personality wise, um, background, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like everything, yeah. And do you but, think that was intentional or more like just subconsciously? Um, I mean, I think of situational, like how would I know that he would be that's true, like this? That's true. When I first met him, and like, I, this yeah. like these are all things I like. I learned about more about him as we dated. So, but I guess maybe it was unconscious, like uh, an unconscious decision since I chose him, um, to, like because of or despite or because of all the differences. So, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. And I think like another thing is after you go through your past relationship, you realize like 
the things that tick you or like the things you don't like about mm-hmm. your past partner and you try to like avoid that in your next one so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was looking forward to what would you avoid then what is the factor that <laughs> well the biggest thing about my ex that I couldn't really like connect with is his um okay Kevin is also an anxious person as I learned <laughs> but wow. um, my ex was like even he was like very like anxious to the extreme like he would worry about situations which even like they weren't even happening at the moment like he would be like promise me you'll never get on a motorcycle like I don't want to see you die from a motorcycle crash like this I first of all I had no access to a motorcycle or owned a micro- motorcycle or was thinking about owning a mo- motorcycle and then like um stuff like I mean this is a normal fear like fear of heights but it was very extreme to the point where, like, if we were driving on a bridge, he wouldn't drive on the outer lane because oh, he didn't um, want to look down the bridge. Like, I mean, I guess, like, it's a valid fear, but I just, just couldn't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I couldn't understand the way he thought a lot of right. the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you can be compassionate yeah. to yeah. that, but, like, it won't work yeah. for practical. I think that's a lot of, like, what I've heard from you, too, is that, like, the issues that have been brought up from your exes are like totally valid like their mm-hmm. feelings are valid it makes sense it's just like you're not the right person to like deal with it deal with it mm-hmm. be there for them like and that's okay too yeah but it's just like an incompatibility yeah. thing i think also socially um as we've mentioned many times on the pod my ex was not a very sociable person and a lot of my friends like did not get along with him very well and that was a big <laughs> red flag <laughs> a big problem i guess in our relationship because um like i felt like kind of trapped in a relationship like i couldn't hang out with him mm. and hang out with my friends at the same time and um i felt bad also leaving him alone because he didn't have that many friends to hang out with oh <laughs> <laughs> this is not a roast of it it's, it's just a fact <laughs> But it's like you've yeah. gone in the opposite direction on that end because now we're like best friends <laughs> with your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I guess we've talked a lot about like how we knew it was time to break up, touching a lot on like personal experience. But I guess the next question is more of just like the stages of getting over a breakup because even though we were all the ones to break up with that person, I was still a little bit surprised that I felt so emotionally upset about it. Like, I thought, like, oh, I'm the one that broke up, so how dare I feel guilty? Mm. How dare I, like, be sad about it? And it only took, like, talking to you guys and some other friends that I realized that it's okay. Like, it's perfectly fine if you feel bad because you were still invested in the relationship even if you were the one to break up with them. Mm-hmm. But that took some time to get over. So what are, like, the general stages that you personally went through or that, I don't know, canonically are stages of breakups? It's... I don't really know. Is it the same as the stages of grief? <laughs> well, like anger and denial. Because it is a form of grief in a way, right? You've lost mm-hmm. someone. It was a really important part of your life. Yeah. I think the biggest hurdle for me to get over, and to be honest, I kind of got over my relationship before we actually broke up because mm-hmm. I was, like, preparing myself mm-hmm. for the breakup. Um, but I was, like, preparing to not be with, like... Was basically not having him in my life at all, which is really weird because when you're in a relationship, um, they're basically a person you talk to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very present in your life, and then once you break up, it's like complete silence. Yeah, like you basically won't see them unless you really seek them out. You mm-hmm. you won't really see them at all. Um, so it's a very different. I don't know. It's just like very different state. Did you all explicitly said you want like a no contact time? 
period? Mm, he was the one who said that. Okay. I was like, do you think we could be friends? I don't know why I said that. I guess <laughs> I just said that to be nice, but then he was like, no. no. <laughs> I mean, looking back, were you glad that it was no contact? Yeah, looking back, okay. I'm glad. Linda, do you have no contact? Mm, not like so explicitly, but I don't think we would seek each other out. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think Stefan and I, because we knew it was coming, since this was like the third time for us <laughs> talking about it, we were very like logical um, and focused on the logistics of the breakup. So mm-hmm. we literally had our dinner like a few days after we broke up virtually. Yeah. And he like was in the area. So we met up for dinner and we literally went like point by point through all the things that could come up during. So mm-hmm. we talked about like, do we want uh, like no contact time? And for both of us, it was yes, we want no contact and then eventually we could like start texting each other at a certain point in time like mm-hmm. how would we address the podcast or mm-hmm. like shared google calendars like we went through all the things light 360 yeah, yeah we talked about light 360 we because i think at least on my end it just felt good to like go through all the points so i wouldn't have to worry about it mm-hmm. and i knew that he agreed with it because it's not like we were in a relationship and he had to please me like mm-hmm. if he really wanted something like he could have spoken up because we're not together anymore so it was like a really like I think that was very helpful for me to get over it. Um it's very businessy. <laughs> it was very businessy, which was kind of surprising because I wouldn't say we had the most passionate relationship, but we definitely loved each other. Mm-hmm. And so to go from that to just like breaking down our breakup and like points, bullet points. It's like breaking a contract. <laughs> it, it did feel like it. It was just weird. And I think we met up later on and he was like, Yeah, I think <laughs> you were over the relationship before I was and like before we even broke up and I was like maybe that's why I was able to approach the breakup with such like a calm business like mm-hmm. mm. but it's been working out yeah. yeah I feel like as a person doing the breaking up sometimes you have to be a little bit like cold-hearted or mm-hmm. like callous in that because you have to be like strong for both people because mm-hmm. if you're like breaking down while you're breaking up with another person it's like not fair to them to like yeah have to support you emotionally mm-hmm. and to deal with you and then they're like confused and like you're confused so I think that was good to have it be clear it's such a weird feeling though because they from one moment that they're like you're basically like soul comforter well mm-hmm. not soul because you have friends but like they're the only ones who truly understands that relationship and they're there to yeah. comfort you and then they go from that to being like I can't like burden them with my feelings because we're not together anymore mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. He was the one I would have reached out to literally at, like 24 hours ago. Yeah. But now I can't. Yeah. And that's a weird feeling at the beginning of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Also, when is it weird to say like, keep saying that you love them while you're like thinking about breaking up I with them? I guess it's like pre-breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did your exes notice when you like slowly trickled down the I love yous? <laughs> well, emojis? they asked me to say I love you. Oh. That's like a red flag. But yeah, when they had to like demand it out of you and then you have to like answer to that mm-hmm. um that was when i i was like i can't do this anymore i can't act anymore like the pre-breakup stage is like when you're being asked to <laughs> say i love you because i had the same situation where um he's like it'd be great if you could like verbalize or show affection mm-hmm. more and then i was like i was looking back at our text messages I was like oh i haven't said i love you and like days yeah but i also think that varies on the person like for me that's true even if i do love a person i'm not gonna say that to them every day that's mm-hmm. just that's too much like, like i'm not used to, to that kind of yeah. like verbal affirmation so goes back to love languages yeah. but i feel like if it's like if it's that that's the um norm anything that's a change from norm is kind of like a little yeah, questioning yeah because yeah. you're changing from what like you expected but 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess if we were to say stages, is like that that pre breakup stage, <laughs> of like our oh, contemplation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, how much? I guess we thought about it a lot, but I'm like the type that like when I get a thought in my head, sometimes I fixate on it, and so like I have to do it. So when the thought came up the third time, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I well, was the thought everyone. once the thought is in your head, you can't unthink it. So right. it kind of like like worms into your berries into your brain and the, until it kind of resurfaces and it becomes a bigger issue it's never like completely away right right and then of course it keeps coming up and then for me it was like a very public verbal thing that i was like a slip of the tongue kind of and then that got stuck <laughs> in my head and i was like why did i do that yeah why did i say that yeah there must be a reason for that and then mm-hmm. that started the like contemplation I guess after breaking up, then you have, like, either no contact or, like, the initial stages of hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you guys feel when you, like, like hours or days after you broke up with them? Because I was crying. I felt fine. I had to do my con game. <laughs> Linda. I was also crying, but, like, in a delayed kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, not immediately, because then you're, like... I don't know, in shock, I guess, mm. that you just, like, did that and, yeah. like, erased the whole part of your life. It's kind of really, like, I can't believe I just did that, like, mm-hmm. and now everything has changed mm-hmm. as I know it. And then, maybe it's just me, but then I went through, like, a whole stage of, like, having a lot of self, not hatred, but, like, guilt. Like, I felt really bad about it, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, like, I felt like I was, like, killing Yeah, like, I don't like myself, I, I can't believe I did that, he's a great guy, yeah. like... I'm such a horrible person for doing I guess one of the thoughts I thought after that, I was like, will I find anyone who yeah. likes or will love me as much as they did mm-hmm. or will treat me as well? Um, which, I mean, I think that's like a valid fear, though, because you don't know what you'll get that's in your true. next relationship. But You a, don't even know if you'll have another yeah, relationship. Yeah, you don't know if you... There's so many people who are single, like, the rest of... Or, like, single most of their lives, yeah. and... But it's not a problem to be single at the same time. But sure. it's, like, hard. Once you're in a relationship, it's hard to, like, get out of that mindset, too. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be single and, like, rely on yourself. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that uh, Sebastian posed to me when I was, mm-hmm. like, in that, like, circle of thoughts of, like, will I ever find someone who loves me again? Like, he treated me so well. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, well, you obviously had that thought of breaking up for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, like... That reason must have been so strong that you were willing to sever this relationship. So would you rather stay in that with that reason still or like be single for Mm -hmm. a little bit? Like, because it's like you can't stay in a situation where you're having those thoughts about that person anyway. Yeah. So like it's better for you to have gotten out of it, even if it is back into the unknown. (laughs) He was a very good therapist, but also I was just like, oh. You will never understand. And he's like, Bing, I've had seven girlfriends. I think I understand. <gasps> yeah, Linda, did you have any of those like circling thoughts recurring? Mm, yeah, I mean the same thought. Like getting back into dating is so like exhausting. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. easy to like have the stability of just staying with the person. And I was like, next relationship, I'm not going to say like that I love them so early. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be like until I'm really sure. But then I was like, I was sure the past two mm-hmm. times. And it still didn't, like, last. So I guess that's just how, like, it is. You, like, express that you love someone for, like, an amount of time. Like, you can't, like, I guess, like, prevent breakups in the you future. You can't be sure that you won't change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so part of me is like, oh, like, what can I do next time to, like, not 
do this again, mm-hmm. but you can't like ensure that ever. Yeah. Your thoughts were very like action oriented, and I was just like self hate. I was also self hate. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know if you you all had like the physical reaction, but it was almost. I feel like breaking up with someone is like trying to like cut an addiction out of your life because sometimes I would be like default to text him and like wait 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 I can't be texting him I like I cannot like oh you think of this thing and you want to share it with him but I can't do that anymore so for me that took a, like a week maybe to get over that like finger twitch mm-hmm. of like wanting to text them or like be like hey I saw this and it reminded me of you that sort of thing I think because your brain is just so used to defaulting to them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, I have to text Carlos. <laughs> or Sally and Linda now. <laughs> Did you all feel that way or no? Mm, a little bit. I think Alani was like, what's wrong with me that I can't like keep a relationship going on? But like, my other relationships are fine. Mm. So it's like, there's nothing inherently wrong with you for not being able to maintain a romantic connection. Mm. And I think that gets towards the later stages of, like, how you know when you're fully over them and, like, when you come to terms with it. Something that really helped, which maybe it'll help our listeners, because I found it really, like, I clung to this, was when we were discussing our breakups. I don't know if it was you, Linda, that said this, but someone said this. It was, like, we've literally been friends years before this person in your life, entered your life. Like, and I was just talking to Carlos and thinking about, like, I've been friends for much longer than I, with Carlos and I've been dating Steph and, like... You have relationships in your life that will be there before, during, and after your romantic relationship. And that really, like, that, like, was a good foundation for me to feel better because it's like, yes, this person was everything for you or, like, a big part for you. But, like, you have other relationships. And it's like a blip in your life. Yeah, like, when you really think about it, they're there and they're impactful, but it's like... They're just another story to tell. Right. (laughs) Eventually, it is another experience and, like, you have other people who can ground you and who know you still because mm-hmm. that's what I felt like I felt like I lost someone like who really understood me like he's the only one who understands me and like I've exposed so much of myself to him but like I've done the same to you th- mm-hmm. to you too so mm. yeah. it is kind of weird though that like a person is walking around in the wild like knowing <laughs> everything about you and, like, I know <laughs> I mean what are they gonna do with that information but I was like looking back on the times that I like ugly cried in front of Steph and I was like shit now you'll always have that Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I can do that again but yeah I guess how did you know when you're like ready to move on when you're over them when are you like quote unquote over someone I guess like what are the signs Mm, I mean I guess you kind of inherently know when you when you are ready to get back on the apps like voluntarily mm. it's just in the dating world um i guess that kind of means that you're over them i think for me what it took was really like processing the relationship and like talking to you guys mm-hmm. other friends basically telling everyone the same version of the story mm-hmm. but like over and over again um repeating it and then that kind of gave me closure like helped me express my thoughts and then after that i was like okay i'm done and then time to move on I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh what do you think linda I also did the same thing, like, telling the same story, like, over and over, mm-hmm. because I feel like once other people know what it is, they can, like, remind you of mm-hmm. what happened, because sometimes I'm like, did I just, like, hallucinate the problems? <laughs> or, like, did I really just break up for no reason? But then, if I was telling it to other people, they would be like, there actually was a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need, like, a reason to break up, like, you just don't want to be in a relationship anymore, but... 
I think like both times I charged over to <laughs> um, Ming Ming Carlos's house. I was I like had to tell the story because it was like at the moment I had someone there to like like blurt out all of this thing. So I can't like go back and like mm. erase it in my mind and I like, tell like a sanitized version mm -hmm. to someone else later. Mm. Yeah, for me, I think I don't know. I have conflicting feelings about when you know you're over someone, but. <laughs> it, for me, it was more acute when I was just like, hey, like, I'm not thinking about him, mm -hmm. the, all, like, all all the time. Like, I'm way more focused on what's going on with my life, friends, climbing, mm. and, like, I thought about him maybe, like, once this week. And that's how I knew that, I, like, I was getting better in terms of, like, I wasn't fixated or, like, relying on him as, like, a comfort. Um, but I don't know. I had this question written here. Like, how do you, can you ever be fully over someone or, like... Because to me, and maybe it's a different situation with the two of you, but Stefan and I had a really great friendship beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I totally respect him and the relationship didn't end on a bad note. So in some ways, I feel like I'm not over him. Like he will always hold a very special place in my life, in my past. So I guess like I'm over him in terms of as a romantic person, but I'm not over him in terms of like an important person. Mm -hmm. Well... On that note, do you think you could stay friends with an ex after breaking up? I guess yes, but I think for my in my experience, it was really helpful to have that no contact time mm -hmm. or like because it's so easy to not have that time and then like keep texting them or keep relying on on them for that emotional like support and comfort. So if I wanted to be friends with him, which I think we discussed, be like, okay, let's not talk now. Like, mm -hmm. let's do our healing, and then we can gradually be friends. And now we do. We text each other occasionally. Like, I texted him for Lunar New Year to wish him a good New Year. And so I, it'll never be the same as it was, and that can be hard to come to terms with. But mm -hmm. I think you can be with time and space. Yeah. I don't know. What do you all think? Because I think I have a pretty different relationship with my ex versus you two. I think so too because you were friends with him for a longer time before you were dating so you have that like basis friendship basis of your relationship mm -hmm. but for mine my ex we weren't really friends for that long um, until we started dating and I feel like in the relationship most of our energy was focused like romantically rather than like friendship wise mm -hmm. I don't know like I guess as friends we weren't really that compatible um, I was still I think I mean <laughs> I don't really remember what it was like, honestly, back in this relationship, but I feel like I would still go to you guys if I had, like, big problems mm -hmm. to talk to. Um, I wouldn't... And this is one of the problems with our relationship, too, was that I wouldn't talk to him if I was, like, feeling some sort of way. i kind of, like, keep it in. I wouldn't want to share everything with him. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's just because I wasn't comfortable with him or as a person or as a friend, so... Um, I don't think I could be friends with him after the relationship, or at least not very close friends, maybe just like casual friends. Mm. Linda? Mm, I think we can be like acquaintances. I don't know yeah. about like friends because like how do you go back to mm. how things were before? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think I could do it because I feel like I feel differently about like my friends currently than I feel about my exes if they would be able to surpass that and mm -hmm. become friends I don't know I think it would be really hard mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's different for each person like each ex that will come up mm -hmm. hopefully we'll have two more many more exes but like if 
it does, it would be really dependent on the situation and the yeah. person. Because sometimes it's okay, like, to not want to be friends with them. Like, they were there for that time in your life, and now, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've kind of had to think of them as I think of college. Like, sometimes it's easy to reminisce on the good times of college. Yeah. Like, I miss that, and, like, I wish I had that back. But, like, that was just a really formative time in your life, and then you gain stuff from it, and you're moving on. And I think that's a good way to approach your exes, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On that note, oh, my next question to you guys. <laughs> and this is, a, I guess, a more of a hypo- hypothetical question, because I know you guys are going to say no, but hypothetically, would you ever get back with your ex? Or an ex, like not oh, yeah. your yeah. specific. So are we ex. saying specific ex? I know just... you guys will say no for your <laughs> right. past ex. Right. So like, if just like in another relationship, would you ever get back with an ex? Because I feel like that's kind of like a like people kind of look down on people who get right. back with their exes, but sometimes I guess like maybe the relationship relationship was good and it's like worth fighting for, but you had problems that you had to work through. Like, some people, I guess, do work through their relationship, their problems, and, like, end up together and are fine. I mean, for me, this is a really hard question to answer because I think it's so dependent on the situation upon which you Mm -hmm. broke up. Like, if you broke up literally because of, like, logistics or, like, someone went off, someone went off to grad school or something like that. Or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you physically moved, but the feelings were still there, then maybe I would consider getting back with them. But, like, if... If it's really just based on, like, a clash of personalities or, like, enough things bugged you about them, mm-hmm. then I don't think even if the person changed enough, I think I'm, like, content with either being single or finding someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know because I don't believe in soulmates, first of all. I think there are mm-hmm. plenty of people out there that you can get along with and, like, romantically be with. Do you believe in right person, wrong timing or, like wrong person right whatever however uh, yeah. way yeah, yeah. <laughs> right person, person wrong time yeah. i've heard two like conflicting arguments for this mm-hmm. so i'm actually not sure where i stand when i've heard like yes it's totally true you can have the right person but the wrong time but then i've also heard the argument that like if it's the right person in the wrong time then they weren't the right person to begin with mm-hmm. like full stop yeah. they weren't the right person because if they were either you would figure things out as much as you could or they're just not the right person for that time of your life, and that means they're not the right person at all. So, I don't know. I don't really have an answer to that. I feel like, in some way, Stefan was the right person at the wrong time, but also, like, was he really? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, if it was a different time, maybe, but it's hard, so hard to say because there's so many different factors. Yeah. But do you have a more coherent answer? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm like on my end. I'm too prideful to. Ask <laughs> I knew you were going to go back to an ex and, and don't like, look back. <laughs> but and also, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being like toxic or whatever. But if someone wants to get back together with me, I would kind of look down on that. Really? Yeah. Like they're kind of forcing it. Well, if she sees it as pathetic. Oh, pathetic. I'm you like, come crawling back. To me. <laughs> yeah. When I don't know. Maybe I should be the one crawling to someone else next huh? <laughs> what you should never crawl in <laughs> don't crawl <laughs> keep your pride <laughs> okay the theme for my romantic life currently is love is debasing yourself so i think i need to experience letting go of my pride for mm. another person so you think you're too prideful i think so yeah because when people were like I don't know, like, 
begging to stay together, that was the point where I was just, like, emotionally over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That sounds very, like, callous of me, but I guess I can't help but feel that way. Mm. Mm. So your answer is you wouldn't get back with someone in a hypothetical situation. I wish that I could be the type of person who would, like, let go of that, of, like, the past and get back together mm-hmm. with someone. But I think who I am now, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Sally? Mm. I don't know. I guess, like you said, it's hard to say because it depends on the situation. But I think a situation where I would be able to get back with an ex is, like, if personality-wise, we're, like, the base... Um, compatibility was there and then the issues that we had with the relationship were temporary or things that were fixable or that we were willing to work through um but I don't know like I've I mean I've never been in that kind of situation mm-hmm. but I think I don't know I kind of like romanticized mm-hmm. idea of like getting mm-hmm. back together with an ex sometimes mm-hmm. although I wouldn't get back together with my ex <laughs> so I know what you mean by romanticizing mm-hmm. it though because I love the like the really meant to be yeah. of like they met when they were young and in high school and they were foolish. Oh, I just like, watched a dumb. drama about that. That's why I'm like, <laughs> and then they come back so like as adults yeah. being like that was a missed opportunity. Like now we're ready. Mm-hmm. That is a really cute idea, but I think it's really hard because even if they change, you're also changing. So yeah. it's, it's it must be super hard to align your changing personality or changing perspectives at the same time as this other person. Mm. So it's like. If you're able to, like, match that, like, years later or whatever, then sure. Then they're the right person. <laughs> but, like, I don't know if that's even possible. And I don't know if that should ever be the goal of, like, breaking out with someone and being like, okay, we'll get back together later. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a horrible way to approach it, in my opinion, because there's so many things that could get in the way of that. And, like, you're just clinging on to someone who's, like, already gone. Mm-hmm. Like, the person they were with you is already, like, dead. <laughs> right like if you're always changing then like you can never get exactly that. Mm, i guess it's hard in like media and stuff because they always portray like you get together with someone you met when you were 12 and then mm-hmm. you just like stay that way but that's you just don't. like yeah you don't at all which is a hard realization that like you're always changing and sometimes that, and that goes back to the like the reasons of breaking up sometimes that's literally the the reason like you're cha- you're a different person yeah or you're like slightly different that you don't align anymore and it, like, it's easy to beat yourself up over it, at least in my experience, but mm. that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I guess, do we want to have any advice or, like, takeaways from mm. breakups that you want to share? Hmm. I feel like we've sprinkled it a lot throughout this episode, uh, but my biggest piece of advice would be that no contact thing. Mm. I think it's super easy to, like, go back into the habit of texting them or, like, like being like oh we can stay friends and like it'll be fine but it won't be fine like Mm -hmm. you need that barrier of separation if not for your um like emotional but literally like i think there's been studies where like your brain like when you become almost like addicted to someone it's just like you need time and space to like reformat the way your brain thinks Mm -hmm. in terms of them so that has really helped me and then eventually maybe you can bring back in like conversations and texting and stuff but like having that breakup yeah. and no contact is good mm, i think for me i guess this is kind of in terms of when to break up or 
when you know it's time is to put yourself first. Um, mm. In the end, like you're the person you have to live with. First. <laughs> I, I, I gotta put me first. I gotta put me first. I gotta put me first. But like you're the person you're living with the rest of your life, and mm. if staying is gonna make you not happy, then it's better to. Like hurt someone, it kind of feels ba- like it sounds bad, like but it's better to hurt band-aid. someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like to rip off the band aid than um, making yourself unhappy. So, you're so first. Um, okay, I have three things to say. Oh, oh, she got her list. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Two, it can't be helped. Three, <laughs> what is this list? <laughs> no one to give up. <laughs> no one to give up. <laughs> I guess you can't help how you feel so like try to lessen the guilt Mm. that you feel about breaking up which is like i feel guilty even saying that because Mm -hmm. it's like you're the one breaking up with another person but you know if someone were to break up with me then maybe i would get a taste of the other side of the experience (laughs) but for right now this is this is the advice attention to linda's next partner (laughs) (laughs) not if i break up with the first no more I think those are all good points. And, like, eventually we'll probably return back to this topic and have a completely, well, maybe not completely, but a different perspective. Like, say someone does break up with Linda. <laughs> we could oh, I will be coming in. <laughs> <laughs> we could change our opinions because it is from, like, kind of a different perspective yeah. than being the one mm, who's broken yeah. up with. We are kind of, like, limited in that way. As opposed to Sebastian with, like, seven girlfriends. <laughs> Bring them back. Mm. For others, like, in our similar stage of, like, Having been through like one or two relationships, like breakups can be so really new mm-hmm. and scary. But I hope our episode um, sheds some light on how this experience can differ for different people. Hopefully, there's something to relate to. And yeah, happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.